From Australia, this is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au. Hello there, I'm Graham VK4BB, VK4 Baker Baker. This is the news for May 8, the very first WIA national year for the brand new WIA year. And in today's news broadcast, we are joined by WIA Secretary Peter Clee, VK8 Zulu Zulu. Uh, thanks, Graham. And I am coming to you today from COVID isolation at home in Darwin. The board of the WIA is made up of seven directors, all of whom are elected by the membership and serve for a period of two years. Directors are all unpaid volunteers who work hard to represent their membership and to benefit the amateur radio service in Australia. The election for the board of the Wireless Institute of Australia is held at the beginning of each year. Retiring directors are allowed to renominate for election to a position on that board. At the AGM this year, the term of directorship expired for three members of the board. That is Lee Boyle, VK3GK, Philip Shields, VK2CPR, and Oscar Rays, VK3TX. The directors newly elected are Chris Dimitrovich, VK3FY, Stephen Green, VK2TSG, and a returning director who was re-elected, Lee Moyle, VK3GK. The term of the new and returning directors will commence at the closure of this year's AGM, that is, on the 7th of May 2022. Directors previously elected and continuing until May 2023 AGM are Greg Kelly, VK2GPK, Peter Clee, VK8ZZ, Scott Williams, VK3KJ, and Peter Schrader, VK4EA. The board currently has a full complement of directors as allowed under the Constitution. This has been Peter Clee, VK8ZZ, WIA Secretary. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, international news with Jason, VK2LAW. Hello. Leading this week's international news from Region 1, Moldovan President holds security meeting after blasts in Transnistria. Two radio antenna in the Moldovan breakaway region of Transnistria have been damaged by blasts. In the early morning of April 26, two explosions occurred, the ministry said. It said that two radio antennas were knocked out following the blasts. Ukraine intelligence has claimed that the explosions in the region are a planned provocation by the Russian special services. IARU Region 1 Ham Challenge IARU Region 1 says, we want your ideas to change us. Join now the very first ham challenge. The IARU Region 1 is inviting you to come up with a game-changing idea which could lead to more licensed radio amateurs. Make a team, share your idea, present your proposal and bring this to reality. This is the time for a change in amateur radio and we're looking for you. 
don't wait too long. The last day of submission will be the 31st of May, and that's this month. ITU Radio Communication Bureau's Nick Sinanis, study group advisor and head of ITU Radio Station 4 Uniform 1 India Tango Uniform, writing in ITU New about amateur radio says, Above all, amateur radio is a social hobby that still attracts the interest of the young. Basic equipment like a handheld radio is affordable and sufficient to make local contacts. While more expensive, larger antennas enable more distant communications. Still, tinkering with a rooftop long wire connected to a software-defined radio module can deliver the joy of a long-distance call at a reasonable cost. Above all, amateur radio is a social hobby that still attracts the interest of the young. Through social networking apps or challenges like copying high-speed Morse code, the passion of radio amateurs and their community have also provided crucial assistance in the form of emergency communications. Several radio amateurs report the transmissions are being observed at 40.680 MHz from Belgian stations using FT8. Belgian regulator BIPT states that broadcasts on 40 MHz are currently not permitted in Belgium. For the avoidance of doubt, the licence exemptions granted in this frequency range for small models and non-specific short-range equipment should not be misused for amateur radio transmissions. BIPT is currently investigating the possibility of releasing a small frequency segment for radio amateurs around 40 MHz, and it should go without saying that unauthorised activities of radio amateurs at 40 MHz are likely to adversely affect this research. In news from Region 2, remote possibilities bring them closer together. When we talk about being remote, we're usually referring to people who are distant from one another. Here's how one unique amateur radio project, a new remote operation with its QDH in Canada, has redefined the meaning of that word bringing people together from all over. Ralph Squillis, Kilo Kilo 6, India Tango Bravo, speaking on Amateur Radio Newsline, tells us what has made it so successful. The heart and soul of the remote HF station operated by the Inverhuren Ham Radio Club, VE3IHR, is the Kenwood TS850 that Rob Noakes, VE3PCP, inherited when his father became a silent key. Controlled by Remote Ham's software and connected to a seven-band, ground-mounted vertical antenna, what was once the pride and joy of his dad's shack has become a valued key that has begun to unlock access to HF for amateurs worldwide. Some are living where an HF station does not exist or is not possible. Others are away from home for extended periods. Add to those groups an international collective of YLs, including Maria, R3TM, Biggie, DK3YB, Marija, YU3AWA, and Raisa, R1BIG, who worked one-on-one with Rob to help coordinate operations for YLs and youngsters into this new remote project. On Sunday, April 17th, a day before World Amateur Radio Day, the YLs and youngsters got on the air using the remote station's new call sign, VA3YLR. 
Rob told Newsline there are now seven YLs from five countries and four young hams from two countries, all operating remotely through the station. Rob told Newsline that, quote, Ham radio should be kept as an open line of communications regardless of what may be happening, and we fully support that notion, end quote. As the community of users continues to grow, what seemed so remote is now well within the reach of many. FCC in Region 2 cracks down on hazardous drone transmitters. They claim public safety could be imperiled by the operation of unauthorised drone transmitters and is seeking more than $3 million in combined fines from the device's distributor. The FCC's civil complaint against the distributor Hobby King states that at least 15 of the transmitters, quote, created a threat to public safety, end quote. The FCC also said that the devices do not serve a legitimate amateur radio purpose. According to a report posted on the Oregon Live website, Hobby King told the FCC that it believed no marketing rules exist specifically for this kind of equipment, which is capable of transmitting on amateur and non-amateur frequencies. The FCC countered, however, that its rules forbid radio frequency devices to be sold without first being labelled and authorised consistent with its rules. I did news from Region 3. Earth Moon Earth enthusiast, silent key since 2016, Doug MacArthur, VK3 uniform Mike within the EME community, enjoyed a worldwide reputation for his expertise exploits and accomplishments. He was well known for his 8.6 metre dish, which he used on 1296 MHz in 2006 to set a Moonbounce DX record by working Charlie Tango 3 slash Delta Lima 1 Yankee Mike Kilo in Portugal, a distance of 18,342.3 kilometres. An annual contest unfortunately with little to no publicity within VK, exists to perpetuate and honour his call VK3 Uniform Mike. Saturday, May 7th, starting at 0800 UTC, the VK3 UM Memorial EME Contest, also known as the European EME Contest on 23cm, took to the ether. This 16-hour contest is sponsored by the VHF, UHF and SHF enthusiasts Dubus magazine and the French REF. For VK1 WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. From Australia... This is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. Available on RF and on demand 24-7 from the wia.org.au website. It's weird, it's wonderful and it's true. Scientists hope to broadcast DNA and Earth's location for curious aliens. Even if the aliens are short, dour and sexually obsessed, the late cosmologist Carl Sagan once mused, and if they're here, I want to know about them. Driven by the same mindset, a NASA-led team of international scientists has developed a new message that it proposes to beam across the galaxy in the hope of making first contact with intelligent extraterrestrials. 
The interstellar missive, known as the Beacon in the Galaxy, opens with simple principles for communication, some basic concepts in maths and physics, the constituents of DNA, and closes with information about humans, the Earth, and a return address, should any distant recipients be minded to reply. The group of researchers, headed by Dr. Jonathan Zhang at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in California, says that with technical upgrades, the binary message could be broadcast into the heart of the Milky Way by the SETI Institute's Allen Telescope Array in California and the 500-metre Aperture Spherical Radio Telescope in China. The message, if it ever leaves Earth, would not be the first. The beacon in the galaxy is loosely based on the Arecibo message sent in 1974 from an observatory of the same name in Puerto Rico. That targeted a cluster of stars about 25,000 light-years away, so it will not arrive any time soon. Since then, a host of messages have been beamed into the heavens, including an advert for Doritos and an invitation written in Klingon to a Klingon opera in The Hague. There are concerns. More than a decade ago, Professor Stephen Hawking warned that humans should refrain from sending messages into space in case they attract the wrong sort of attention. If aliens visit us, the outcome would be much as when Columbus landed in America, which didn't turn out well for the Native Americans, he told a Discovery Channel documentary. Here on Mother Earth, I'm John, VK4JJW. Across Australia, from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. Here from Adelaide, South Australia, it is transmitted on VK5 RAD at 9am. I'm Shirley, VK5YL. Now, operational news with Felix, VK4 FUQ. Hello there. Ham Radio Operational News. It's a contact sport. Now, contest-wise this month, 2022. The Don Edwards Memorial Slow Moors Contest, two days starting next weekend, May 14, concluding May 15. Saturday evening, 14 May, between 6pm and 9pm Eastern Standard Time, on 80 metres. Sunday afternoon, 15 May, between 1pm and 4pm Eastern Standard Time, on 40 metres. DX Window. Freemason Hams linked to the Grande Oriente do Brasil, GOB are carrying out a special operation during the month of May in commemoration of the 200th anniversary of the GOB. Listen for 11 special event stations whose suffix is 200 GOB. A special 200 years GOB diploma will be available. See qrz.com for details. QSL or call signs via PT2OP. Listen for the call sign 3Z80AK through May 31st. Polish images are marking the 80th anniversary of the foundation of the Home Army, which was the dominant underground resistance movement in Poland during World War II. Mario, IZ3 KVD is in Zambia using the call sign 9J2MYT. He will be there in Lusaka until June. Listen to him on SSB on 40, 20, 17, 15 and 10 metres. 9H6 Malta Special event. 9H6 CAP is commemorating the 80th anniversary of the destruction of the Capuchin Monastery and the Church. On an Easter Saturday bomb attack, April 4 and 5, 1942, in Floriana, Malta, until June 30. 
QSL via 9H1CJ direct only. New Caledonia FK Jean-Louis F5NHJ is QIVS FK stroke F5NHJ from Namir until June 11. HF bands using CW SSV in various digital modes. QSL via LOTW. Netherlands, PA. PA 75 DXCC on the air until August 2nd. Celebrates the 75th anniversary of the first post-World War II list of DXCC members. Published in the July 1947 issue of QST. QSL via operator's instructions. Z81D from Juba in South Sudan until the 11th of September. Activity is holiday style and new QSL Z81D via OM3JW. Jen Mayen, JX. Helge. LB4MI is QRV as JX stroke LB4MI until early October. Activity is in his spare time on 20 and 17 metres using SSB. QSL to home call LB4MI. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ in Ingham. Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA News Service. In South Australia, it can be heard on digital C4FM repeaters VK5RKW 70cm, VK5RDF 2m, VK5RBV 2m and 70cm, VK5RSC 70cm and VK5RCT at 0900 hours Sunday morning and again at 1900 hours Sunday evening on room 69159 Adelaide 10G. I'm Pete, VK5JP. Media Watch and Shortwave Radio Archive. The Shortwave Radio Audio Archive, or the SRAA, is a collection of shortwave radio recordings that you can download or listen to as a podcast. Now, the collection grows every day and includes both historic recordings and current recordings from the shortwave radio spectrum. The goal of this site is for the shortwave radio enthusiast to have a place to store, to archive and share radio recordings with the world. The link, of course, you know where to go, wia.org.au, and read this week's text edition of WIA National News. 1,943.3 miles QSO in FM. KP4NYC reports a very interesting RF propagation opening between Puerto Rico and Canada, giving the opportunity for two radio ham operators to exchange signal reports of 5 by 9 on 29.6 megs. It was a great but far too short QSO. Signals faded very fast with a lot of QSB, but while it lasted, the communication was crystal clear and strong. This was an FM QSO of 1943.3 miles in 10 metres between WP4KEY Puerto Rico and VE9GCS Canada, and it took place April 20 this year. Now to the Q News Workbench. I'm Graham VK4BB with the Nuts and Volts Report. And today at the Q News Workbench, thanks to Hackaday, we're looking at a multi-band crystal set. Most crystal radio receivers have a decidedly field-expedient look to them, 
fashioned as they often are from a few turns of wire around an oatmeal container and a safety pin scratching the surface of a razor blade. The whole assembly often does give the look of a pile of trash whose appearance gives little hope of actually working, and yet work they do, usually pulling radio signals out of thin air as if by magic. Now, not all crystal sets take this slapdash approach, of course, and some, like this homebrew multiband crystal receiver I'm talking about, aim for a feature set and fit and finish that goes way beyond the norm. The Husky Crystal Set, as it's called by its creator, looks like it fell through a time warp right from the 1920s. The electronics are based on the Australian Mystery Set circuit, with modifications to make the receiver tunable over multiple bands. You can read the full Hackaday post at the link we like in this week's text edition. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with Bruce, VK3FFF. And a very good day to you. Worldwide special interest groups, ATV, radio amateurs in court. Lewis M3HHY has released a YouTube video that takes a look at UK radio amateurs prosecuted during World War I. Among them is Archibald George Cox, who in December 1914 was given a sentence of six months imprisonment for possessing a largely dismantled radio which didn't even have any antenna. Also mentioned in the case was his possession of a Morse buzzer, which he and his wife had been using to keep up their Morse practice. You can watch Radio Amateurs in Court. The link is here in the text edition. Worldwide Special Interest Group News, Mills on the Air and other adventure groups. Joining us now is fellow club member of the Bendigo Amateur Radio and Electronics Club, Barrack, Graham, VK3GRK. And now to Mills on the Air. Bendigo Amateur Radio Electronics Club is operating from Anderson's Mill, Smeaton, today, Sunday, May the 8th, for Mills on the Air. The Mills on the Air event is held annually in May and is coordinated by the Denby Dale Radio Society in the UK. It coincides with the National Mills Weekend run by the Society for the Protection of Ancient Buildings. Stations that have worked the Barracks Special Event VI3 Mule Station are eligible for an electronic QSL card via email. But there's more. Barrack members will also be operating from the Castlemaine Mill. QSL, frequency and no details for both mills can be found by going to the VI3 Mills page at qiz.com. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, CW. German radio hams celebrate Morse Code Day. Each year, April 27th is known as Morse Code Day. April 27th is the birthday of Samuel Morse, the founder of Morse Telegraphy. Although Morse Code has largely disappeared from the commercial realm, radio amateurs still keep the art of Morse Code alive today. Radio amateurs around the world meet on shortwave frequencies and indulge in telegraph radio communications or take part in CW contests. What counts here is speed, precision, physical fitness and an excellent understanding of the sporting world of amateur radio waves. 
In 2014, Morse telegraphy was included in the nationwide register of intangible cultural heritage. The German Commission for UNESCO recognised it as an important form of intercultural communication that transcends time and space. Here in VK, the Peel Amateur Radio Group organised a Morse Code Day trivia quiz and spent nearly three hours laughing their way through 100 trivia questions relating in some way to Morse Code, telegraphy or amateur radio. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Final Frontier, DO64, Delphi C3 has just celebrated 14 years of operation in orbit. Although the linear transponder failed several years ago, the satellite continues to transmit telemetry. Netflix show Yakima's S245 features a mission control room. On one of the PC screens, both the FunCube dashboard and SatPC32 are visible. And SpaceX Crew 4 mission has arrived at the International Space Station with Chell, KO5MOS, Robert, KI5RQT, Samantha, IZ0UDF, and Jessica Watkins on board. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, 5 MHz. The latest news bulletin, Infoline 451 from the New Zealand Amateur Radio Transmitter Society, NZART, reports that their regulator, RSM, has continued their 60 metres sub-licence, which is 5351.5 to 5366.5 kilohertz. As announced in the last Infoline, and reported here on WIA National News last week, NZART has obtained from RSM a new 60 metres licence with the same terms and conditions as the previous licence which expired on the 4th of May 2022. This allows time for RSM to promulgate a new general user radio licence. It will continue to apply for ZL hams who have an existing 60 metres sub-licence and can continue to operate on 60 metres as before. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Yota. Now, Alec, VK2 APC. Thanks, Bruce. Spain's National Amateur Radio Society, URE, has announced that they intend to participate in the Youngsters on the Air camp organised by IARU Region 1. The 10th edition of Yoda Camp will be held in Croatia, 50 kilometers from the capital Zagreb in August. At Yoda Camp, they will continue with the Train the Trainer program as the main theme throughout the week. Participants will work on the future of amateur radio and participate in workshops where they gain skills to initiate similar amateur radio youth events upon returning home. However, this will not be the only theme of the event. There will be time to operate state-of-the-art equipment, both locally and remotely, build kits, and visit the capital and beach. Since there are many nationalities visiting the camp, there will also be cultural activities, such as intercultural evening, where participants can bring food and drink from their home country to be shared by all. Each IARU Region 1 member society will participate with a team of maximum four people. There is a limit of 80 participants 
for all member societies. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Alec, VK2 APC in Sydney. Now back over to you, Bruce. Finally this week in Worldwide Special Interest Groups, it's to IOTA EU125. Stefan, DL7AOS, will be active as 5P5K from Romo Island between June 4th and 18th. Activity with an emphasis on SSB and the digital modes on 80 to 6 metres. QSL via DL7AOS, by the Bureau, Direct or LOTW. All SSB QSOs will be recorded and can be heard at the link in this week's WIA News. I'm Bruce, VK3 F in sunny Bendigo. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contact from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au. Wrapping up WIA National Years with a look at the social scene. VK3 Moorabbin Hamfest, May 14, next weekend, 10am. VK2 Oxley Region Amateur Radio Clubs Field Day, June 11 and 12. VK5 Australian Fox Hunting Championship and the Sir Convention, Mount Gambier, the Queen's Birthday Weekend in June. VK6 It's Perth Tech, October 21-23. And in VK7 Miana Hamfest, Saturday, November 19. Now till next week, and when we do meet again, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.